Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for nine years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to get our free Anxiety Slayer starter course. Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today we're going to be talking about Ayurveda, specifically what is Ayurveda and questions from our Facebook group members along with lots and lots of support if you've been interested in learning more. So let's dive right in and talk about what is Ayurveda. Ayurveda means knowledge of life, and it's the 5,000-year-old biospiritual science of well-being. It offers deep insights into why and how we suffer with our minds and bodies and gives support through a broad range of healing modalities. And if you'd like to know more about Ayurveda and discover your mind and body type, you can take our brand new dosha discovery quiz and you can find that at anxietyslayer.com forward slash discovery. And now we'll roll into some of the questions that we've received from our Facebook group members. So we'll begin with the first question, which is, will you always be one dosha type or can your mind body type change over time? This is such a good question. I really smiled when I read this. So the teachings of Ayurveda are that we always have a set constitution or body type or dosha, and that's with us from birth. That's our set constitution at birth, and Ayurveda calls this prakriti. This is our individual nature. And as time passes, we tend to stray away from that constitution and we develop our present state of imbalance, which is the the difference between where we started and where we are now. And that's called Vaikriti. So the aim of Ayurveda is to look at that imbalance and help bring us back to working at our best in accordance with our individual constitution. So bring us back to our base constitution that we started with. But when it comes to our mind, that can be altered by association and by choice. For example, I know a Kafa man who had a very Vata wife. And over time, I watched with interest as his mind and speech became increasingly vata. So by association, by climate, by lifestyle choices, we do stray from our original state. And also our mind is much more subtle and changeable. So whatever our constitution, our mind being more subtle is easily influenced by our company, environment and choices. And it's a positive point to think on because it means there's always something we can do to support our mind and improve our mental and physical well-being. Ayurveda offers a wealth of very compassionate and in-depth teachings on how we can get back in step with our original constitution and help our mind feel more safe, more grounded, and free from anxiety. Mm, Fantastic. 
And the next question is, I am Kapha Pitta type, according to the surveys done. But with my anxiety, I wonder why my vata gets so easily upset. Is that because I don't look after my primary kapha dosha? So I guess my question is, if you don't look after your primary dosha, does it cause vata disturbance? What a smart question. I know, they're so good. (laughs) (laughs) I put these questions to our group last night and I was just amazed at what came back. Yeah, it's a great question. The nature of the doshas, the nature of our constitutional type is to accumulate. That tends to be what happens. If, if we're pitta, we tend to increase our pitta. If we're kapha, we tend to increase our kapha. So the, the natural tendency is for our type to go into excess. So poorly cared for kapha would show up in sluggishness, congestion, low moods, uh, lethargy, both mental and physical lethargy. So understanding and looking after our primary dosha is always of key importance for our overall health. But it's not a static thing. We need to learn to ebb and flow with our care uh, throughout the seasons and throughout our life. We need to adjust our diet and our lifestyle with the changing seasons and with changes in our circumstances. So this question is from a kapha pitta type. So seasonally, you would follow a pitta balancing diet and lifestyle in the summer as pitta is provoked by heat. In Ayurveda, we're always trying to stop things going over the top. So keeping the heat down in the summer and gently move over to a kapha balancing program and lifestyle in the winter as kapha is increased by cold and damp. So that will naturally accumulate in the winter. And these seasonal adjustments are quite simple once you understand them and they're easy to implement and they really help us feel at our best. Knowing how to make these changes can help us Uh, not feel so angry or irritable in the summer if we're provoked by heat and help us stop stress getting into our mind and into our digestion with acid digestion and help reduce sluggishness in the mind and congestion with the kapha type coming in in the winter. It's not hard to learn how to tweak these things and it really feels good when you do. But to respond to this question about vata getting easily upset, we live in a very vata disturbing world and anyone can become vata disturbed. Whatever your body type, anyone can become vata disturbed. And if you're exposed to enough vata disturbing factors, you can see how that can increase and and upset your mind and bring about anxiety. So factors that upset vata include overstimulation, noise, constant noise, change, movement, travel, looking at screens, news, social media, shock or trauma, overexertion, stress, And coffee also aggravates vata. And these are all things we're surrounded by these days, every day. So looking at how many of these things you're exposed to daily and making adjustments where you can, along with supportive dietary and lifestyle measures, will help you calm your vata and feel more peace of mind. Excellent advice and wonderful suggestions. Before our conversation today, we were talking about how to respond to our doshas when the seasons change. And it's just incredibly helpful to know what kind of food, for instance, right now in the winter months, what is the best food for a kapha dosha or a kapha pitta type? Really easy thing to do to start your day with some ginger tea. Um, I I like pucker three ginger tea. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, it's a great way to start the day. It wakes up your mind. It relieves sluggishness from your mind. It wakes up your digestion. It's cleansing. So you know, settling into your day with a hot cup 
of ginger tea, freshly made, or something like pucker free ginger is a really good start to the day. And then to make sure that you're active when you can be, to do some yoga stretching or some active yoga breathing, like pranayama breathing. There are some exercises which are particularly good for kapha. They're the more active types of breathing where there's some real energy involved. And eating warm meals, warm, slightly spicy meals. Um, and again, you know, if you're a kapha pitta type, you don't want to be doing that in the summer. You don't need right, right. your diet. But in the winter, cinnamon can take barley porridge for breakfast with cinnamon. Cinnamon's very good for kapha. It's gently warming. It helps clear congestion from the body. It's also very naturally good for pain relief, analgesic, warm showers, keeping active and keeping your mind light and engaged. Don't let your mind get cloudy and foggy with the season. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. And our next question that came up is, can illness affect your mind and body type? Ayurveda teaches that illness is a manifestation of things going awry in our body type. So one one of the translations for dosha means that which can go astray or tends to go astray. So we explain that we have a baseline constitution that we're born with and throughout our life we can veer off course. So illness is seen as a manifestation of our doshas becoming out of balance. That's one side of, of responding to that question, but the other side is that illness in general can be disturbing to vata, especially where there's chronic illness and pain involved. That can cause some stress in the body and some elevation of vata and some increase of anxiety. And certainly other illnesses can affect your mind type. For example, the kapha mind may feel burdened by illness. Uh, The pitta mind may feel frustrated and resentful of illness. And the vata mind will become anxious. So there's lots of different ways of looking at that really interesting question. And then does anxiety manifest differently in different types, like more panic in one or intrusive thoughts in another? I thought that was also a good question. Yeah, really good. Anxiety tends to live in the house of of vata. Straight up anxiety tends to be a vata concern. And again, whatever dosha you are, whatever body type you are, if there's vata, disturbance in the mind, you will feel anxiety. And we're going to be providing some more information on this, how you can find out if you're vata disturbed and, and what you can do about it. That's coming soon. But anxiety in different types, yeah, pitta can feel, um, usually later in life, pitta types can feel frustrated and anxious that they're not achieving what they hoped. Pitta types early in their life are very structured, very ambitious very organized and they have a very set plan. If that plan doesn't come together, when they hit their midlife, they can really suffer with anxiety. They can suffer with panic attacks and a sense of frustration, loss of control, and even a sense of falling apart. And that's a very intense experience for them. Buffer types tend to be a bit more protected from anxiety, but they can become fearful. Um, It's a more stuck fear that just lodges in their system and they can become quite paralyzed by that. And Vata experience the more typical anxiety that our members of our group share, that general anxiety, uh, fear for ourselves, fear for our health, fear for our loved ones, anxiety attacks, that tends to live in the house of Vata, which the good news there is that there is plenty you can do to help support that. And then does your dosha 
type also influence how trauma affects you? Yes, kapha is a little more protected because kapha is made of earth and water. Kapha types are more grounded by nature. They are a little bit more resilient to trauma, but you know, sufficient trauma will tip the mind. Pitta types, um, a little more protected, a little more resilient. Vata types, trauma affects them very deeply and very readily because they're very sensitive by nature and they're less grounded as a type. They're more creative. They find it very hard to be around conflict. It really affects them deeply. And they're, they're very gentle, creative, ethereal types. So Vata would have the, I don't want to say the least resilience, but they would be affected most readily. What can you do if you're feeling Vata disturbed, if that's your experience right now? One thing that you could share? Um, curl up. Mm. Curl up and make a nest and just allow yourself to feel safe and still. It's important to mention that the nature of trauma is Vata disturbing. So childhood trauma will set in motion Vata disturbance, whatever your constitution. Mm-hmm. So if you're a pitta or kapha type and down the line you're struggling with some stress and anxiety in your mind, a pitta type might be inclined to be quite hard on themselves over that. So I think it's very important to understand that trauma in childhood in those formative years does set up a predisposition in the mind for some vata disturbance. And that really needs support. So when you talk about the number one thing you can do for disturbed vata, I can think of two or three things that, that are really important. But if you're feeling traumatized and your, and your nerves are, are going through something, then allow time every day to curl up, curl up safely, uh, do child's pose in yoga or curl up with a heavy blanket and a cushion. Make yourself a warm, still, safe place where you can retreat and rest. But there are lots of other things you can do as well, and we'd be very happy to help you with that. Let's continue our conversation and, and wrap up this episode uh, talking about general self-care tips for all types. And then next week, we'll come back and go deeper with how you can support the different doshas in everyday life. This is you know, great content, a lot of information. We think it makes sense to, to break it up into a couple of parts for you as you listen in. So let's uh, back to general self-care tips for all dosha types. Yeah, this is really easy. Whatever your type and whatever you're going through, these tips are helpful. The first is to value your emotional health. Don't chew on yourself if you're suffering with your mind. Be kind to yourself. Value your emotional well-being as much as your physical well-being and experiment with tools and techniques that can help you calm your mind and thoughts. Focusing on kindness to yourself and to others brings sweetness and compassion into all areas of your life, which is very beneficial for the mind and the nervous system. The next thing is to be careful with your senses. We talked about overstimulation, really disturbing vata and giving rise to anxiety in the nervous system. So be careful with what you take in. Protect yourself as much as you can from noise and too much stimulation. Another thing that's really helpful is a daily routine, a routine that allows for healthy eating, bathing, keeping hydrated, gentle exercise, contemplation, reflection on positive good things in your life and rest. 
one thing that really helps with anxiety is to get up and go to bed as close to the same time every day as you can. Anxiety makes us feel ungrounded and spun out of control. So routine is really important. I wrote something on this a while ago and I called it beautiful routine because we kind of cringe at the routine word. It doesn't sound very exciting, but in Ayurveda, you can have a beautiful routine involving hydration, oil massage, breathing practices, where you just fit these pockets of self-care with a little structure into your day every day. And it makes a great difference to your mental well-being. It's really easy to start adding some Ayurvedic wisdom to your life. And you can start by making little changes of the things that you find easy to implement and the things that appeal to you. And you can make those upgrades and add more over time as you learn more. I'm so glad that we're exploring more on Ayurveda and that our listeners are joining us in this exploration. If you are interested in more information on Ayurveda lifestyle courses and coaching, you can go to anxietyslayer.teachable.com and take a peek at our How to Calm Your Fragile Mind course. And for one-on-one support, you can schedule an Ayurveda discovery session with Ananga at anxietyslayer.com forward slash coaching. And in these sessions, Ananga will help you understand your mind and body type, and you'll receive personal Ayurvedic lifestyle recommendations for calming anxiety. These sessions also provide an opportunity to ask questions and start applying Ayurvedic healing principles in your life immediately. Thanks for a great conversation, Ananga, and thanks to all of our listeners who contributed their questions. We'll be back next week discussing how to support the different doshas in everyday life. If you'd like to learn more about your own unique Ayurvedic mind and body type, we invite you to take our new quiz at anxietyslayer.com forward slash discovery.